Hello out there. Thanks for joining us. This is Jolene from Ghost Towns and History of Montana. And usually I'm just here telling you all about the history. But for our new podcast here in this series, we're going to talk about some Montana ghost stories. The history is fun and we have a good time with that, but it's also interesting to look at some of the creepy stuff, some of the unknown, maybe some of who might be haunting these places, if anyone. So that's what we're going to do in this series, and I hope you'll follow along with us. This one was printed in the Anderson Intelligencer, which was a newspaper in South Carolina. This is from way back on October 3rd, 1872. It also appeared in the Virginia City Montanian. This one is called a Montana Ghost Story. It will be remembered by many of our readers that some years since an affray occurred in Sterling, which resulted in the death of a man named Hannah, that parties charged with his murder were arrested, tried, and acquitted, and that it was shown that one of the parties tried did wound the victim unto death, but satisfied the jury that it was done in self-defense. This, much by way of introductory, is necessary, as that tragedy has to do with the events we shall describe. In the Lower Hot Springs District, in the neighborhood of Sterling, stands a rock house erected by a mining company some years since, a building of more pretensions than any other in that vicinity. After remaining tenantless for a long time, this property passed into other hands. Mining operations in that vicinity were renewed, and the house was again occupied. This time, however, by miners, a class of mine not usually afflicted with weak nerves, neither over-credulous concerning the ghostly stories of the past, nor easily scared by pretended visitors from the undiscovered born. Among these occupants was the person referred to above as having killed Hannah. Soon after taking possession of the house, the inmates began to be disturbed at night by noises as some of someone moving about the house, now in one room and now in another, but always unaccountable, since their own number were all present and no one else in the vicinity who could make the disturbance. These manifestations continuing, the legitimate occupants of the house commenced an investigation as to the cause. When the disturber of their slumber appeared, it was pursued with a view to its ejection from the premises. But, although it could be plainly heard, it was formless to their human kin. When approached, it retreated, keeping ever just beyond their reach and seemingly inviting pursuit, since it made no attempt at escape. But ever, as the pursuers advanced its footsteps, could be distinctly heard just before them. This fruitless search was continued night after night for weeks and always with the same result. The human footsteps were always heard by all, but no human form was ever seen by any. Unwillingly, these hardy sons of toil began to admit to themselves and each other that their visitor was, in reality, 
some perturbed spirit doomed for a certain season to walk the earth. This conclusion reached, they abandoned any further annoyance of their ghostly visitor, allowing it to range unpursued through the house and betook themselves to speculations concerning what it might be and what its presence betokened. During these speculations, Hadzir, the person mentioned earlier, expressed his belief that the spirit was none other than that of Hannah, his victim. But the ghost, thus left free to pursue its pleasure, not content with wandering about the rooms, became more familiar and now commenced disturbing the sleepers in their beds, indicating its presence by adjusting the bedding, tucking it under at the side as careful mothers do about their sleeping infants, and lightly patting the bodies of those in the beds and waving its hand above their faces. They felt no touch of the hand on the face, but distinctly the motions by the disturbance of the air. These manipulations being continued became at last unbearable, and the boys abandoned the house and found other quarters. Shortly after others occupied the house only to be subjected to the same mysterious manipulations, and they in turn left the premises to the sole occupation of this formless visitant, and the house now stands a monument of granite to the truth of the doctrine that the spirits of the departed do visit the earth. Making night hideous and we fools of nature so horribly to shake our dispositions with thoughts beyond the reaches of our souls. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. I will be back again soon with more Montana ghost stories. So please check back in with us. Until then, take care.